0: Rahm Emanuel once said, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. Well, we have a crisis and we have a lot of crazy insane moves being made right now by the US Federal Reserve. Obviously, with the coronavirus raging and expanding, there are major implications with the underbelly of our economy finally being uncovered and now these are significant moves by the fed that is offering this just came in just moments ago we were just talking about this in the previous video as it broke the fed is offering at least 1.5 trillion dollars worth of short-term loans to banks today and tomorrow major major news and again as i was saying in the previous videos this definitely has similar undertones to 2008 tim Pichette, what's your take on it and do you have those similar feelings like i do
1: hey thanks luke and it's Tim it's but anyways uh, that was that was close this time but yeah as we're yeah, as we're wrapping things up with everything that's going on with the economy so what is going on right now is the fed is is so we've got today march 12th 2012 2020 the desk will offer 500 billion in three month repo operations at 1 30 pm eastern time that will settle tomorrow on march 13th, 2020 tomorrow the desk will further offer another 500 billion in a three-month repo operation and 500 billion in a one-month repo operation for same day settlement so that's 1.5 trillion right there and then they also have a three-month and one-month repo operations for 500 billion will be offered on a weekly basis for the remainder of the monthly schedule that's in addition to 175 billion dollars per day and another $45 billion for two week repo loans. And this is something that we have been calling out the entire time as it's been going on. One thing a lot of uh, people don't know is that, because you can only listen to somebody what their what their prognostications are going forward if you know, you know what their track record has been going back in the past. And I had a, uh, a presentation called the Trump Effect and why good news is bad news made it January, 2017. And the entire thesis of this was, listen, Trump relative to Hillary would have a lot of things go, uh, you know, very well on, on the economy. That then positive energy will then, you know, create a, this own self-fulfilling prophecy where people think things are going good just because we've been told things are going good. That then will then give the Fed to, ha- to lose their excuse not to uh, keep rates low anymore. And then the Fed would eventually have to raise rates. And then those raising of the rates would then pop the, uh, the stock market bubble. That's exactly what we saw that happened in December of 2018, the Fed came in and with their bazooka then, and they decided to cut interest rates. They decided to not sell $50 billion of bonds a, a month. And now not only they're not selling $50 billion of bonds a month, they are having to issue over $1.5 trillion. That's just going to be the next three days, Luke. And then that's on top of the other $175 billion uh, you know, loans that they're doing every day on top of $45 billion for every two weeks that they're doing. So this is actually worse than 2008. They are actually stimulating the economy more through quantitative easing than they were even back then. accepted. the problem this time, though, is they're not admitting that they're doing it. And if things are going great, then why are we having to do this? We're having to do this because the entire economy is being propped up on debt. And it's only, it's all this cheap money that then fueled all these bad decisions. And right now, you know, we're going to have socialism for all these, you know, big companies like the big oil stocks have gotten absolutely hammered because those companies are going to have a troubles paying their debts. Because what happened is that those, particularly the shale oil companies, can only be be profitable when oil is at 60 70 80 90 all the way up to 120 dollars a barrel so the problem with those companies is that pretty soon that every single uh, you know, oil ext- they extract out of the ground. They're doing so at a loss, and so it's just compounding their losses. So it's sort of like you know, maybe our crowd is probably more in tune with Bitcoin, and I have that pulled up on screen right now. And so with Bitcoin, it's trading. Yeah, yeah. As- before
0: before before we get into that, because I remember just just a few weeks ago, you were saying you were asked about if the markets crash, will Bitcoin go up? You said no. You were pretty much right on that. But before we get into the whole Bitcoin stuff, which which Bitcoin is also down as well, which you'll explain in just a little bit. Uh, I just also want to point to the, quote, financial guru, Jim Cramer, who was wrong about Bitcoin. It was wrong about the 2008 financial crisis. The 2008 financial crisis, by the way, was just paid over with more bad debt. That whole problem, huge bubble, popped, inflated, made into a bigger bubble to what we have now. So, of course, a lot of people are looking for financial reckoning, but this is what, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this because Jim Cramer, who's usually wrong during the big events, is saying that the way to get out of this market crash is for the government to suspend taxes, that sounds pretty good, but to also print their way out of this crisis by printing $500 billion to address everything that's happening here. What do you think of that proposal before we jump into Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I usually use uh, I usually use uh, Jim Cramer as a contrarian indicator. So I listen to him to see basically what to do the opposite of. However, I do really like the fact that maybe I'm digging myself some Jim Cramer if he wants to suspend taxes for the rest of the year. I mean, I'm all about that one. Uh, and so i remember going back to when i first uh had revealed my investment strategy on video it was october 3rd 2018 and i remember jim kramer at that point saying you know it's, it's it's at the time you know trump was criticizing uh, jerome paul for trying to raise rates now i have i criticized jerome paul but it's for completely different reasons and that's one of the problems i do have with donald trump but i remember back then that jim kramer's like oh how ridiculous that that Trump is going and criticizing Jerome Powell and he doesn't know anything and blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, at the time, I was ringing the alarm bells. And so, for people that would have invested with me then, they basically would have uh, been completely unscathed by what happened uh, late 2018 when the market went down about 19.9%. And then last year, we made about 25%. And this year, we have put options that literally since January 15th have been up, uh, past performances, no indication of future returns, uh, up, up close, to, close to 500%. Luke. It's just crazy that i'm weathering the storm extremely well i'm still very small kind of micro uh you know financial manager out there you know compared to all these other big uh, gurus out there but the performance has been there because i knew what i was mainly trying to protect people against was a big move up or a big move down and so a big move down is you know what we just saw and we saw last year a gigantic move up because i'm my strategy is is not it's not going to work in a flat environment It's not going to work so it's not like this uh you know Just stay there forever, all weather you want to do this. But for right now, it is kicking serious butt. I've got, you know, I can sleep well at night, but I knew that there's only two, like, there's only three scenarios. Either, you know, the market finally doesn't care what the Fed does because they realize they've been wrong all along. They've been realizing that when the Fed in 2011 was saying that by 2015, we'd be at 4.5% interest rates by then. I knew that that was wrong, and I knew that there was no way that they could that they could ever pull that off. And I actually got an internal email, got flagged by my compliance department at the time for a, a major uh, broker-dealer that I was working for at the time, saying, hey, you're not allowed to say that. And so financial advisors are not allowed to actually be... Giving financial advice because you're not allowed to. You're, you're just you're hamstrung. What you're allowed to do, what you're allowed to say, and simple math would tell you there's no way if you have 23 trillion dollars of of debt that you could ever have four or five percent interest rates because that 23 trillion doesn't even include. Social Security also doesn't include Medicare, which is a bigger unfunded liability than Social Security. And the point that I wanted to make before on crypto was, and relating this to oil, is right now we're taking a look at Bitcoin. It's at $6,129. Well, imagine if it takes $8,000. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical. This is not true right now. Let's say it takes $8,000 to mine one Bitcoin, but you can only sell for 6000 Who's going to want to do that? Well, you would do that. There are some reasons why you would do that. So if you are in China and let's say, you know, China and you're worried about, uh, you know, getting your money out of the country or you're worried about, you know, you know, hey, the government's going to confiscate all my money. You might be willing to lose lose some money on that. And So there, so that's why it's hard for everyone to compete in Bitcoin money. Where I'm going, where I, this analogy goes into oil is imagine if it costs you you know a hundred dollars get it out of the ground and you can only sell for thirty dollars you're going to lose seventy dollars but then they need to get that money to then pay off the bonds and so as they are Getting more and more oil out of the ground, they're losing even more money to then paying off these bonds that they're not going to be able to pay. And that, in my opinion, is going to be one of the major black swans catalysts that could really, you know, trigger everything. So maybe, you know, maybe coronavirus isn't that big of a deal. I know we've been covering it, I think it is starting to become a pretty big deal. But now, I mean, if this even festers for another, you know, month or two, what's going to happen is a lot of these oil companies could start going under. And uh, I don't even know if the market's really even pricing that in right now, Luke, because I mean, we're going back right now, seeing the screen, complete sea of red. I mean, the Dow is down 1800 points. And what's fitting about this is the Fed just said they're going to they're going to print 1.5 trillion dollars and the market's still down 1800 points. That is just a complete crazy scenario because what would happen in the past is the the Fed would, you know, acquiesce and what would happen is then the market would just go, soar. I mean, so traditionally, I mean, I would expect that Type of news to have the market go up, especially after like all these massive down days that we've had. I'd expect that to have the market just absolutely soar, and that has not happened. So this could be the big catalyst. Either way, my strategy doesn't doesn't matter either way, uh, as long yeah. as it doesn't end up flat. But anyways, Luke, uh, yeah, things are getting crazy. Things are heating up, and people need to be need to be prepared. And the other yep. markets that are uh, that I want to address right now is we've got gold sitting in just underneath sixteen hundred bucks an ounce. That's at fifteen ninety three. Silver is at sixteen dollars, which uh, you know are pr- relatively low, uh, you know, low amounts in my opinion. Not investment advice. Uh, if you guys do want investment advice, you can see down below and go to my website to find me there. But yeah, lots of craziness, Luke.
0: Yeah, I mean, lots of craziness, especially in the crypto market. I'm, I'm just reading the headlines now. Uh, one, Bitcoin is having a very, very bad day. That's one of them. A couple uh, minutes ago, 45 minutes ago to an hour, Bitcoin loses 21% of its value. And just an article just came out 15 minutes ago. Bitcoin plummets nearly 30% in a matter of hours. You, of course, said the market crashed. So this Bitcoin, why did you say that?
1: Yeah. So when I was on stage at the TDV Investment Summit, uh, which was at Anarchapoco, afterwards, there was an all speaker Q&A and I had a lot of my heroes up there on stage with me. And somebody asked everyone this question, what would happen to Bitcoin in the financial crisis? And I said, hey, this is not going to be a very popular answer up here. But what I think is going to happen is Bitcoin is a risk asset. And as a risk asset, you get a lot of people who are in Bitcoin who shouldn't be in Bitcoin. Got a lot of people who are there because they think they're going to make a bajillion dollars, not because they actually are philosophically involved in this. And so what they're gonna do is those same people are the same people that are gonna get wiped out, probably in the stock market, and then they're gonna panic and they wanna keep whatever money they have left. And so all it takes is a little bit of, of panic selling the volume of Bitcoin, it, relatively speaking, to other markets is not very big. And if you know, the they, them, those want to bring it down, it does not take a lot of volume to be able to do so. Uh, now, eventually, I did say make a caveat on that, that I thought that in a long enough time horizon that then the government money printing. Uh, again, we run a, a long enough time horizon. I'm not saying it's going to happen instantly. Then I am long term, very bullish. Taking a look on the screen right now, we have the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index or the Crypto Fear and Greed Index, not financial advice again. But what we have here is it's sitting at a 14, a 14 indicates extreme fear, uh, you know, 100 would be extreme greed, for instance. And what I've seen, uh, you know, past performance isn't future indication, but every time it's been low, uh, especially like under 20, you know, around 15, 14, it's always been a pretty much a good time to to buy uh on a longer term grand scheme of things so right now I'd be looking at getting in to to Bitcoin I do offer crypto crypto IRAs where people can actually put crypto hold on to the private key get it inside their retirement accounts that is a feature that we do offer people and right now when we're in extreme fear is the time you want to buy unfortunately everybody comes to me for that when they're in the extreme greed phase but now is the time that you want to do that in the extreme uh fear phase and and obviously don't put in any more than, you know, you're comfortable losing. But I do, I'm actually long-term, long-term bullish, but it was because of, you know, all those reasons, Luke, that I thought that in the short term, the Bitcoin would go down. But the bigger thing that I'm concerned about is that this will then be used to usher in some sort of fed.gov coin of, Hey, you know, the financial powers that be have messed everything up. And now, you know, now the only way to quote unquote fix things is to have this digital currency and then this digital currency will then, you know, be you know, combined with some sort of Chinese social credit score. And then we're all going to be no, obviously not our, our listeners over here. Cause you know, we're smart enough and we're giving you guys the information not to accept this mark, but for me, you know, crypto is a double-edged sword. I think all money is eventually going to be digital. So you might as well embrace, you know, the good ones, in my opinion, that, you know, are, aren't, that are private and aren't going to track you, trace you, surveil you. Uh, but, you know, I don't know the timeline and all this stuff, but I know in a long enough timeline, the goal of, you know, the powers that be is to get everything on a digital grid and then, tie it up with social credit and now you've talked out against something that's going on and now you're cut off so you know this is a very important battle this is probably the most important battle there is because this is a battle where if we lose this battle i mean the implications for our kids and grandchildren are just tremendous luke
0: yeah i mean very uncertain times tim push ch- ch- shit chode. I'm, I'm gonna met, uh, put chode. I'm going to mess up your name. I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names, Tim. I apologize. It rhymes
1: rhymes with vote or goat or boat.
0: Uh, So Pichote. Pichote. Tim Pichote. Pichote.
1: Yep, we got it. Tim Pichote.
0: Thank you so much uh, for doing this show with me, for uh, adding all this valuable information. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you did, share this video with your friends and family members. Uh, We're going to be reporting more here on Change the news channel independent media provided to you every single day stay tuned for more things went from bad to worse as you know if you've been watching our independent media organization on we are change we've been taking the coronavirus situation very seriously from the beginning and we've been telling you to prepare and hopefully you have there's been a lot of updates it's very difficult to even stay on top of all the latest updates surrounding this virus but we will do our best here as well as get into the larger economic ramifications with Tim Pichette in this video but first of all the headlines are dominated with the news that celebrity actor Tom Hanks has been tested positive for the coronavirus I remember just even a few days ago. All it's gonna take is a celebrity to get this virus for people to finally start taking it seriously. And it looks like people are finally starting to do that, even though it's a little bit too late, especially if you go to many of the supermarkets in major cities. That's also the same analogy used by some of the major moves made by US President Donald Trump that announced a European travel ban and also financial aid and assistance with relief to those infected by the virus. Now, there's also something to really consider here because again, the government's communication isn't the best. It definitely seems like the government doesn't have everything under control like it says it does as it's contradicting itself. As we talked about previously before with the CDC and Surgeon General contradicting themselves. Today, Donald Trump, the US president is contradicting the vice president specifically with Donald Trump talking about how Americans will now no longer be able to be sent back to the United States if they test positive for the coronavirus and they will be quarantined. Vice President Mike Pence is insisting that all citizens can come back home regardless if they test for the coronavirus positive or not. Again, two major contradictions, but of course, many people will be affected by this large travel ban some people are criticizing it some people are saying that it's not even going far enough to stop the spread of this virus I'm very curious where you guys think that action is down in the description below I'm more cautious I'm again taking this very very seriously the State Department has also issued a statement that all Americans should avoid all travel because there's a possibility that all travel might be suspended that the United States itself might be quarantined. And again, flights right now from Europe, last minute ditch efforts for people to get in here are twenty thousand dollars. That's as high as they go to. And again, um I- I, I, I'm more leaning on the side that this might be a little bit too late. I'm still leaning on the side that we should be taking this more seriously because, I mean, look at the larger ramifications here. Look at the larger uh, impacts here. They're, they're you know, uh, not that reassuring, especially with the other news coming in that the Brazilian president who just tested positive for coronavirus was with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, very close to, of course, the president. Donald Trump has also said that he excluded the united kingdom from this european travel ban because the united kingdom is allegedly doing a good job fighting these infections but uh the uk has some of the highest infection rates in all of europe again uh if you have your full faith in the authorities in um, the government uh, trying to calm you down and reassure you just looking at the simple aspects of this um it's not really reassuring but People are taking a lot of precautions and shutting down major gatherings with the NHL and NBA announcing that they are postponing their season. Tim, what other events are postponed and how do you see this impacting everyone?
1: Yeah, thanks, Luke. And we do have uh, quite a few events right now that are postponed. So some of those events that are postponed are as follows. We've got, uh, let's see right here, we've got March Madness. They're going to be playing in front of no fans. The NBA is shut down. Uh, Tons of travel closures. Italy is on lockdown. Just saw Norway is now on lockdown. The South by Southwest Music Festival... That's been uh, canceled. Uh, Universal pushes the release of Fast and Furious to April 20- 2021, along with multiple other films. I know James Bond, I think was another famous one that got uh, that got uh, postponed. We've got a lot of gaming events. I think E3, I believe that's been shut down as well. There was a coronavirus conference. And so the coronavirus conference had to get canceled because of coronavirus. So it sort of reminds me of like when the Bitcoin uh, conference in, uh, tw- I think it was 2018 in January, they weren't accepting Bitcoin. It sort of reminds me of that, not, not entirely disney china shut down the Louvre, I, I probably pronounced that one wrong but anyways that is shut down as well and so right now on screen we're, we've got an article showing uh the biggest the gaming's biggest yearly event e3 has been canceled because of coronavirus and uh this one struck me as pretty crazy so there is an nba player rudy gobert uh i'll be honest i didn't know who he was before this but we're playing in the background right now for you guys as he doesn't think coronavirus is a big deal. He goes around, he's touching everything. Apparently a few days ago he was touching everything and his teammates are getting all uh, pissed about that. And now jazz star Donovan Mitchell contracts coronavirus after infected teammate Rudy Gobert was careless in the locker room touching other players and their belongings days before playfully tapping reporters' recorders. And then it goes on to say Utah, star, Utah jazz star Donovan Mitchell has reportedly become the second on the team to contract the coronavirus following center Rudy Gobert. Gobert was tested positive on Wednesday as the NBA was suspending its season. And to me, I mean, it almost seems fake that you've got – I mean, this is so crazy that you've got the guy who is here and tapping everything, and then he's the guy that ends up getting this. I mean, it's almost like you couldn't have even scripted that. I'm going to say you know, scripted better, like like I'm trying to sound like he's trying to get it or something. But, you know, so much craziness going on. We also – you know, I'll be remiss to say if to point out that the stock market – wow, it's already – Wait, wait,
0: just really quick. Just really quick, Tim. Okay. Before we jump into the stock market, I just wanted to point out that this uh, Rudy uh, Gobert – wasn't taking this seriously. He was joking around that he was going to infect everyone, and he did. I mean, I mean, this is just crazy. The NBA closure was was the, the really gasp, the really surprise and shock for a lot of normal Americans, uh, because again, there there was a whole stadium filled with people that were told to leave. But uh, again, many people are criticizing the NBA for being very slow to act on this. LeBron James even said, I'm not going to play if there's no fans in the stadium. Again, this is going to have huge, wider implications. And this is why, again, I've been telling people to take it seriously. Because if you look at people like Rudy Guber, who haven't been taking it seriously, uh, the consequences are very severe from this. And this is why, again, I've been telling people to take this seriously. I'm making a video on the main channel telling people the, the steps that they could take individually to to try to prevent this step. It's going to be on the main YouTube channel. But uh, the effects are not just with sports, Tim. The the effects are even larger and bigger and, and just insane in the financial markets, which you're going to explain right now.
1: Yeah, Luke, so the effects are pretty insane in the uh, in the financial markets. And so right now we have the Fed to pump more than 500. This is new like breaking news as of right now, the Fed to pump more than 500 billion dollars into short term bank funding, expand types for security purchases. And we have here the Federal Reserve has stepped into financial markets for the second day in a row, this time dramatically ramping up asset purchases amid the turmoil created by the coronaviruses. These changes are being made to address highly unusual disruptions in treasury financing markets associated with the coronavirus outbreak, the New York Fed said in a statement released early Thursday afternoon amid a washout on Wall Street. And so just uh, scrolling down here, just kind of get to the main point over here. So there's half a trillion dollars that they released in what is a three month repo operation. So traditionally what would happen is the banks would only, uh, if they did need to go into the, what they call the repo market, is something that they would happen on a nightly basis. And then it went from one night to, Okay, now it's going to be two weeks, and it goes from two weeks into okay, it's going to be 32 days, and it goes from 32 days into now it's going to be three months, and so this is just you know a, a pattern that myself and uh, John Snyson, who we do a lot of economic analysis with, that is something that we saw happening a long time ago. So this this is like a real quick version of all this. Is September 17th is when all these markets started to freeze up, and the Fed said, oh no, this is just a temporary thing, and you know uh, uh, you know October 13th, I'm just making that date up. You know two weeks from now we'll all be fine, and we won't have to continue these repo operations. Well, I said, well, not only are they going to have to continue with them, they're going to have to keep ramping it up. So it went from it went from the Fed initially saying we can sell 50 billion dollars of bonds a month to now we're at the point where they're injecting over 200 billion dollars a day. So it's just absolute craziness cuz what they have is they have some amount of money that they're that they're putting into the market every night uh which is about 170 billion dollars and then they have another 45 billion dollars every day that's going into two-week repos and now they've got a half a trillion dollar one that they just announced so this is picking up real fast luke uh also from the newyorkfed.org website today march 12 2020 the desk will offer 500 billion in three-month repo operations at, at 1 30 p.m eastern time that will settle uh tomorrow on march 13th tomorrow the desk will further offer 500 billion in a three-month repo operation and 500 billion in a one-month repo operation but everything is fine luke everything is fine and what i will say you know i don't want to cover this too much more because this is not meant to be a financial channel but my temp show the liberty advisor channel is a financial channel with myself and uh, john Snyson. so if you guys want more of the economic geek stuff Please head over there, uh, you know, as well, because this isn't meant to be just a strictly a financial channel, but that is one of my main uh, backgrounds. But obviously, things are not going as well as, as we've been told, Luke. If if now the Fed has to pump in half a trillion dollars into one uh, program and half a trillion dollars into another program, uh, you know, obviously things are starting to heat up, and there's actually now this coronavirus. Uh, you know, to me, it's going to unleash. Uh, a lot more than a lot of other underlying uh, problems. Like, There's a huge problem in the debt market. So I know we're talking about the stock market, the bond market is even a bigger problem now. One of the biggest problems of the bond market is that you have 10% of the junk bond market are energy companies. Those energy companies are only profitable when oil is like 60, 70, 80, 90, in some cases 120 dollars a barrel, and so they're not. They're pretty soon they're not going to be able to meet their minimum obligations, and they could actually just start going under. So this could create a huge cascading effect, and uh, you know whether coronavirus gets scapegoated for everything. There was this eventually was going to happen no matter what and uh, you know right now it's really kicking off and so for, for everyone thinks that hey this is just going to pass uh you know i wouldn't necessarily think that and the other thing i want to point out is that right now taking a look at the stock market it is down uh 1926 points which right before we came on air there's when the fed announced a half of a trillion dollar program and it went from being down 2100 points to them being down 1400 and and now within, by the time that we went live and went from being down 14, now to being back down 1900. So just a crazy roller coaster. Uh, you know, If you guys need some financial advice on this, I am a financial advisor. This here is not financial advice. So if you guys talk to me one-on-one, that is when we can get into actual financial advice and help people out. Because that's what we wanna do. We wanna help people out, make sure you guys are prepared. And for right now, I know Luke is trying to help make sure his family's prepared. I'm trying to convince my wife that we shouldn't go to Legoland this weekend. But, you know, I'm just a crazy guy over here saying that maybe we shouldn't go to a place where people come from all around the world to go put their hands and touch touch things.
0: Yeah, with little kids who <laughs> spread the virus. But, but again, now, now I'll be honest, Tim. I don't really care about the financial stuff because if Ish really hits the fan, toilet paper will be the true currency of the world. That will be far more. I'm just being facetious. I'm joking. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the headlines here. Uh, just moments ago, just coming in, and this has pretty much all the hallmarks of what was happening in 2008 before that major financial crisis. One of the headlines that just came in, the Fed said it would offer at least $1.5 trillion worth of short-term loans to banks today and tomorrow. There's there's a lot of problems being shown by this coronavirus that were there, that were put there recklessly by a lot of insane individuals that don't play by the basic rules of math. And now everything is unraveling and it's showing a very, very bad picture. There's even some people who are theorizing that all of this is just, this whole coronavirus thing is just a sham to cover up the bigger financial walls. I don't think that's true, uh, but that's some of the theories that I'm seeing out there uh, being kind of pushed online. There's a lot of different theories. The the one thing that's clear is, again, this is a fast moving situation. We're doing our best to update you with every little thing that happens. We're doing our best to look at all the sides, all the sources here. Again, we've been taking this seriously. People have been accusing me of fear mongering and all that other stuff. And And really, if you look at our reporting, it's been dead on. It's been take this seriously, prepare, take this seriously, prepare ever since the very beginning, ever since the very beginning, We hope you do that. We hope um, you guys stay informed, keep your ears, uh, you know, and your head on the swivel and and you're ready for uh, anything and everything that's going to come out there because we're truly living in an unpredictable time. Tim, thank you so much. Anything else you want to say about this specific uh, craziness unfolding in front of us?
1: No, it's just a a fast-moving situation, and and this is not a financial channel, but if you guys want to check out some of the stuff that I've... Oh, man, yeah, so here we go. I'm just on drudge right now. The headline just literally, I mean, I know you just mentioned this, but the headline literally 10 minutes ago was Fed pumps another 500 billion. Now the headline is Fed pumps another trillion. So
0: we're talking within 10 minutes, the headline goes... 1.5 trillion. 1.5 yeah so here i am that's the reporting that i'm seeing here so crazy news coming in we're going to be reporting more on it on this channel and of course the main channel on we are Change. stay tuned for more here uh love you guys